right, we've got Noriko who's asking, when you have confidence of your solo, is that matter a matter of quantity or quality of the practice? Oh, that's a good question. This is a great question because I think that this is sort of uh, a very important and nuanced balance that we always have to think about the qualitative versus the quantitative um, aspect of our practicing. And so it's sort of what I was alluding to earlier in that I'm starting to realize, and this has been kind of gradual over time, but that like 90 minutes of the right quality practice at the right time of day for me is more valuable. Well, I don't know. 10 hours would be really good. That'd be I mean, valuable in a while. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I mean, I've spent 10 hours probably in a day on like some last minute arrangement or something. I mean, no, not even. But that's the thing. It's like, I, it, I mean, if you, most people that actually spend 10 hours practicing, I bet there's no more than two hours of really high quality I practice. Completely going. agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's weird. weird because I was, I used to always be like, practice as much as you can. Yeah. But now I realize it's like, play your instrument as much as you can, but really focus your time. So, like, I would say that, that, in, in terms of your question, the confidence of your solo, when you feel like you're progressing, your confidence, like you have to fake it until you make it for longer than you think. Um, I, I listen back to things I played like on records in my early 20s. And on in some regards, I'm like, I was so un, unconfident at that time. I remember it. I was like, Ugh, I don't like this. I don't. I mean, now I'm just like everything I play. Yeah, whatever. Not not whatever. No, but, but I'm like, you're you're accepting. I'm accepting, but I don't really play that differently now than I did then. So no, I mean, no, none of us do. Yeah, yeah. It's so a I, weird thing. You ever listen to yourself? You're like, really? I'm still I know. Doing I'm like, that? I haven't got bet. Why did Damn. I bother practicing all these? Years? Yeah. But the but the idea of being that um, there there's always going to be an element that you fake it until you make it, and and there's never that time when you think that you're there. So there's nothing wrong with giving giving yourself permission to have some fake, what's going to feel like to you is fake confidence. What this does, and it goes back to the first principles of why the hell we're doing this. We're trying to play something that sounds good. Yeah. We're trying to put something out in the world. I mean, it's just like, think about if everybody in the world that opened up their mouth and said something, not that we would ever open up our mouths and start blabbering on that, on and putting that into the world like we're doing right now. But if everybody in the world thought about what they were saying before they spoke, like the world would be such a more beautiful place. So in the idea of like, let me put something out there that's edifying to somebody that's pleasant to listen to. That's not just drivel and just garbage, you know? So when we're playing, everything has to be about that. So having a little bit of exuding some, some premature confidence, we could call it. There's nothing wrong with that. Cause that's going to make your playing sound better. So do the quality practice, do the quantity of the practice. You know, I, I would say focus more on the quality of the practice. Um, and then when you solo, forget about all that and just say, I am somebody, I've got something to say. Let me put myself in the best mindset to just go ahead and say it in as confident a manner as I can. That's great, man. Lawrence has a great question. Any tips for staying motivated to practice? I'm a high school student with a passion for music, but I always feel like I'm not good enough and won't be able to make a living. So We just answered this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, we, we touched on some of this, but yeah. I, I'll just kind of like uh, tell you, Lawrence, that first of all, if you if you realize from the young age that you are that to compare yourself with anybody, including peers or people that you admire and your sort of timeline on things, you will always be disappointed by someone, right? Someone was always Clifford Brown by Clifford Brown's time, right? Right. So, and there's always Jacob Collier's and there's always, Ooh. yeah, you know, there's always Joey Alexander's. So just starting that comparing game is not fair to yourself. So right. the, the kind of quicker you can get out of that, the better. And then I'll also say that, that again, w with the theme of comparing, 
you know, you have to realize, too, that there are many paths to not just making a living, but making music and becoming uh, the musician that maybe you, you don't even know you're going to be yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, Peter and I, we have very different paths towards music. Like you started, Peter, very young, playing with Betty Carter and all these great musicians and touring and doing all this amazing stuff and you were such a phenom and like my thing has been a very slow burn i've always been able to make a living but i started writing more and getting into like that kind of thing and hence why like now at a certain point like i think right now we're kind of i'm i'm like I peaked early. And no, I'm no, no. Like, you didn't peak early. <laughs> you're, you're still... No, it's just... But too, it's good we have this time to meet in the middle a little bit. No, but you know what I'm saying. It's just different paths, and it's not even yeah. like at the same place. It's just there's different spaces for different skill sets and yeah. people, and, and, and what you do is different than what I do, and that's okay. Like, it doesn't... There's no... There's no like one way to do anything and there's no one measuring stick for you. And actually, when you kind of get out of high school and you start discovering the big wide world, you're going to discover just a lot of possibilities. It might not even involve jazz or whatever instrument you play. It might even involve music and you find some kind of thing that you want to be. I mean, you and I are sitting here in a pot suite for crying out loud, having the right. time of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not something I would have seen myself doing at age well, first of all, there were no podcasts when I was... <laughs> yeah, at age 38, you probably wouldn't have seen yourself doing this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's many different different paths to get to that fulfillment of being, of being, of doing what you love to do, really, yeah. which is what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and you know, this is the thing. Um, you're in high school. You've got, like, the, here's some motivation for you. You, you're not peaking now and and if you are, you don't want to be. You yeah. know, look around you, like, like the guys and gals that are peaking in high school... Um, that becomes a sad story later on. And often the, uh, well, I don't even want to talk about what it leads to, you know, but it's, it's like, <laughs> well, if you live in Missouri, it might, it may lead to meth. That is true. But the idea is that like, you want to do the slow burn and, and yeah, I did do some things young, but they wasn't in high school or whatever. I mean, I was, we were both playing. And that was the thing. I think what we had in common as we've gotten to know each other, Adam, and a lot of other musicians that we know that have had success later on in their careers, and by success, I mean joy in music. Like, that's the ultimate success. Sure. Yeah, we'll have our resume and whatever, and there's always going to be somebody else that has a deeper resume or did something younger or had a higher test score or whatever. For sure. As you get older, those things don't matter as much because, you, because you're not measuring yourself with that. Right. It's like we start to measure ourselves, and this gradually happens, but you start measuring yourself by the amount of joy joy you can um harbor in this music and even more importantly i think now for me it's like how much joy can i help others bring in it's like how do i give back some some of the things that i was giving to others that's what makes me happy mm -hmm. so once you start not only thinking like that but knowing that that's going to happen at some point it becomes so much easier and so much more fun and since you're in high school the great thing is like you've got so much time ahead of you so stay motivated because like you know, if you can even play your instrument now, you've got a great future ahead of you. What's happened is we've gotten into this achievement oriented society in which like you have to specialize and be able to do, you know, be, you know, Roy Hargrove if you play trumpet by the time you're 18 or, or Herbie Hancock playing with the Chicago Symphony at 16. It's even deeper than that. You've got to like, you know, score this on the SATs and get National Merit Scholar and you have to like, you know, fix mosquitoes wings disabled mosquitoes in central america over the summer on a volunteer basis i mean it's like you got to be doing everything yeah that's that'd be a weird thing but hey um so if we can just take a breath and relax especially with music because 
it's gonna come it's, it's gonna, gonna come. come with music like yeah. this is an artistic endeavor relax get your basics like start putting money in the bank you don't have to put a million dollars in we always talk about like that's what i tell young folks it's like now is the time when you're in high school and in college and 20s and, and still oh my god could you imagine if you would have started saving when <laughs> Dude, you were let's go school? back in time let's let's oh let's let's turn this pod suite into like a, a time travel like with everything we know now if we went back into high school man and that, people i know people told me that and i just you just, don't, DeLorean, you just don't get it yeah let's do three more questions because there's there's one here this might be the f- quickest answer we've ever given good clem says can you explain the plagal cadence sure there you go <laughs> uh and then asked uh, and answered Hikon says in your opinion what is the hippest voicing ever and oh yeah why is it from bottom to top That's a very, that's a very. So first of all, I would take that E out on the bottom. Yeah, just that. I mean, uh, it's kind of chunky down there, actually. Oh, I don't know. How, how are you going to come up with one? But I can't explain why this is super hip, actually. There's a good combination of crunch. Yeah, you got that D flat minor triad in effect. The tri- there's a triad. There's a D flat major triad, too. D flat minor and major triad. A little duality. A little duality of there's purpose. There's an E minor triad. There's an E major triad. Okay. So you got... Yeah. And there's just so much hipness in this voice again. Yeah. Right. I mean... I was going to make fun of, of Hakon, uh, Hakon about this question, but he's... It's kind of a... He slash she is completely correct. This is the hippest voicing ever. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say like, like one of these like Stravinsky kind of situations, E flat versus E. But actually, um, I love this because I always think of Ellis Marsalis, and I, I love him and, and miss him. So he had a tune called Twelves It, and it's all just simple hip voicing. And then the same one up a minor third. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing and you know what it is too, though. That. I think we, you know, we we we've talked about this before. Hip hip voicing to me, you can never look at one. Even this, I'm like, this is hip because of the next voicing, totally. where it goes to, you know. And this one's somewhat of a standard kind of a thing. But I, I'd say to me, it's more about like what's the hippest progression. So this leads right oh, into our. Wait, if you're Keith Jarrett, the hippest voicing ever. Try it. Try it. I, mean, I was gonna say actually. <laughs> It's hard to argue that right, that's not right. the hippest voicing ever. There's a lot of churches. A lot all of right. Well, this is going to lead into our very last question. From oh, here Pascal. we go. We want to thank everybody for being here, first oh, of all. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's how we do it. Could you suggest practicing counterpoint in order to improvise on the Bach, for example, for independent voicings? So this is kind of kind of lead into what you were just talking about, about it's not just this voicing as a singularity, but it's where it's going. And one way that you can start with this, first of all, Get your hymnal game strong, right? Come you on. like to talk about That's what, right. what you talked about the Methodist, the Methodist Methodist hymnal. It's pretty close to the vest, closer than you might want, but it's, it's <laughs> I'll a good say. One. <laughs> Lutheran hymnal is also good for this. I would Ooh, that's say. really close too, though, isn't uh, it? <laughs> but one thing you can do, Pasquale, is just use some four four note, right? Just some like seventh chords, some some open or closed seventh chords. Yeah, all over some chord changes. I mean, I always like to start with all the things you are because it's just so easy to do yeah and just practice doing things like minimal movement to the next voicing yeah and then practice moving one voice at a time to a neighboring note well 
or from a neighbor, neighbor. neighboring note. This kind of work, right? Yeah. And then you can do two, right? And actually, um, Russ Fronte has a great... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a great thing on yep. this. Yeah, we, yeah. we got to pull that into the open studio world. Before we go on, and we got a special message before we end here. You don't even know about this. We want to see if we can... Oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Well, you know, we're going to try this. I wanted to see if we could get 100 likes while we're live on this video. Oh, buddy, we are not going to get 100 Okay, why are you so pessimistic? I'm can, not pessimistic. Can you guys press the it's already like 4 o'clock. There's no please. way it's going to happen. Okay, we've got 20. We've got 20 so <sighs> far. And we've got always, over... We've got 86 people on here or something. So you wish? No, we do. It says eight, oh, 81. Okay, so can you guys press the like button, or you can press the dislike button? That'd be the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Don't do the thumbs Don't down. Do the, Don't do no, the but the, but the like button. I don't can't remember why, but I was watching a YouTuber. They were. Talking I just about pressed it. How? Oh, can we press it ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I did. <laughs> If you like the video, if we're providing a little bit of fun or value, press the like button because what happens is then it gets, oh, Holy look, it's moving. Shoot, it's Come moving on. up. You know what? No one ever. I can't believe this is working. I was at Peter. my dentist the other day. No, I wasn't. But if oh I was, they have God. a poster there that would say, you don't get all of the things that you never asked for or something like that with a picture of a mountain with the sunset, <laughs> you know? You got to ask. Okay. Thank you guys for doing that. You miss uh, 100% of the shots you don't exactly, take. Exactly. That's what I was thinking of. And then like. You know, just like a like it's like a basketball hoop sitting by a mountain and just like forlorn, like with a ball sitting on the ground, nobody shooting it. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> Look at that, forty six. Okay, this is fun. It's like a slot machine, but um, insane. It's more than double since you. That's what I'm saying. That's all we got to do is ask. And look, I'm bad about this too. I watch. I'm a. You know, I like YouTube. I'm a premium member. Are you a premium member? No, man. That's why I always have to log in under you. <laughs> so I hijack your account, so I don't have to watch the commercials. Right, right, right. Hope um, you like. Uh, hope you like Minecraft and Pokemon videos, buddy, because that's what my kids are watching on your account. Uh, good, good stuff. So we thank everybody for being here. Please check out the podcast. We're here every Monday on YouTube doing this, which is the you'll hear it live Mondays, three o'clock Eastern for one hour. But every day you can check us out. You can take us in your car. You can take us on your walk. Where, where, where do you typically listen to podcasts? Not necessarily this one. but uh, No, definitely on my walk and definitely uh, on my commute, which right now my commute is every Monday <laughs> into here. And that's pretty that's much it. it. Right. But uh, no, I do, you know, I do a nice long daily walk. Yeah. Uh, usually uh, either before or after dinner. A little what they call a, uh, a constitutional. Constitutional, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Got it. <laughs> I, you know what I will do? And I, folks, if you want to do it, wow, 54 likes. I'm just going to keep talking until we get to 100. Never okay, so hey, Vladimir actually has a, has a very relevant question. Yeah. Please, Adam, how can I join the DGPS? They asked me for some meeting passcode. Oh. Important for DGPSers who maybe weren't there today. So we kind of re had to re redo yeah. our Zoom yeah. account. And so there is a passcode. Look for uh, the new link in your email. If you're not a member of the Daily Guided Practice Session, that's where we practice every single day yeah. uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern. with Live. A live, and then there's an app, and it's also on openstudiojazz.com. Yep. Um, it's up there now. We're, we did one number 151 of the Daily Guided Practice amazing. Session today, amazing. which is awesome. And we're practicing bebop all month. We're going to switch to something a little bit challenging next month, but uh, we'll keep that as a secret. But yes, Vladimir, check your email for the new link to the Zoom meeting. Uh, great group. In Zoom, a lot of a lot of DGPSers in here. Nariko, Amy. Uh, uh, like well, thank you guys going. for liking. We got up to fifty-five, so that's pretty good. Fifty-six, right? man. We're at oh, fifty-six, 56 yeah. man. Your, your computer is better than mine. Um, and I think I've got. If you vamp for a second for me, Adam, I think I can get our little outro going here. But I'm not sure. Should we try it? Give it a shot. Okay.